Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. On July 3rd, 1969, the Rolling Stones were reeling. Their founder, Brian Jones, had drowned in his swimming pool the night before. Jones had been fired by the band three weeks earlier, but his presence in the band could still be felt, and despite their estrangement, he was still very close to each member of that band. 
His removal from the band was a necessary thing, but not something that Mick Jagger or Keith Richards wanted to do or were excited about. Jones had been an invaluable multi-instrumentalist who had been the original creative force in the band, and his passion had informed many of their biggest early hits. Without Brian Jones, the Rolling Stones would be a very different band. Nobody could have predicted what was to come. Brian Jones was replaced by virtuoso guitarist Mick Taylor, elevating the overall musicianship of the band to an all-time high. Jagger and Richards found a creative groove that was deep and rich, and the two of them mined it for everything they could find. From 1968, the year Jones' drug problems effectively rendered him useless to the music the band was making, through 1975, the Rolling Stones made what many people believe was the best music in their storied career. In short order, the band released Beggar's Banquet, Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, and Exile on Main Street. Not just the band's four best albums, but four of the best albums of all time. No other band, not Led Zeppelin, not Pink Floyd, not Bob Dylan, not Elvis Presley, not even the Stones, Contemporaries, and Catalytic Muses, the Beatles, no other band has gone on a sustained run like the Stones had in that time. Never mind that drugs and a truly hedonistic lifestyle had taken hold of many members of the band, and they were beset by business issues forcing them into tax exile. Never mind that in the middle of this era, they were host to one of the greatest tragedies in rock and roll history. By the time Mick Taylor left the band, the Rolling Stones had actually lived up to and maybe even exceeded the arrogant, swaggering moniker they had bestowed upon themselves. They had become the world's greatest rock and roll band. Tonight, on the anniversary of the release of a classic single from that era, we are going to revel in the astonishing work the band produced just when, by all rights, the band could have and probably should have collapsed. Tonight, we celebrate the Stones at their creative peak. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080, FM 95.1, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. Um, You are almost sounding like Kirk there. Thank you for joining us here on the weekly list you know, some have, re- have referred to me as james t from time to time that's true yeah. that's well yeah you know so yeah. hi rich rolling stones Dan. i love the stones man I, so do i so i mean this, this is this is i hope actually we're going to disagree on a whole yeah lot we week, are but the funny thing about that is that <laughs> you and i both love the stones equally i know that's <laughs> like we they're they're one of our favorite and we even like come down on the stones the same way like my thing with the Stones is that um, they don't need Mick Jagger. They're a better band for having Mick Jagger yeah. in the band, but they don't have to have Mick Jagger to be the Rolling Stones. And I totally agree with that. Keith Richards yes. is, 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 is the Rolling Stones. He, in my he, mind. He, yeah. And you got to have Charlie, Charlie Watts. Watts. Which, which is why I'm not going to go out of my way to go see them on this tour, because Charlie Watts is having to uh, sit this tour out. Yeah. And Charlie I mean, Watts, there's... by the way, is also 80 years old. Yeah. I mean, you and I saw the Stones. We didn't see them truly in their prime. We saw them on the Steel Wheels tour in 89. Yes. But, you know, the time before would have been on the Tattoo U 81 tour. Um, Yeah. 81 was probably about... Well, and, you know, 
I don't want to. I don't want to start yeah, off by, by by ripping the Stones, but they have no. made a great album in forty years. Um, of course, I'm naturally going to disagree a of little bit. Of course, you are. Because but I'm just going to. I'm just. So I don't. I, I, because I I really like Blue and Lonesome. And and it's a good it's a good album, but it's a throwaway. It's it's it, oh. it's not it's not it's not it, it is. It's just a bu- It's them getting together to play a bunch of blues songs. It's not. It's not what I would consider a legitimate actual like. Okay, album. so we're going to talk about Honky Tonk Blue <laughs> Women to start. Um, now, this song actually was not on an album, and no, it wasn't. you know, it was one of the first songs that Mick Taylor ever played. As you know, matter of fact, it was. Yeah, so um, great way to start the show. I mean, if you really want to get down to that's such a great groove, and I love that song. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I love that song, and I always really liked that song. But I don't know somewhere. 20 years ago it's like somebody just sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said listen to this song because yeah. this song is amazing yeah. and to the point where I, uh, I I used to play in a band oh yeah called Prairie Dog Fight Club and uh, I insisted that we <laughs> do this song just for that exact reason I just yeah. love this song well I mean it's proper use of a cowbell indeed I mean indeed some of the some of the very few uh, yeah, you, more cowbell. No, no, oh, I know it's not that. But you got you, cowbell. You got your uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper." You got your uh, uh, honky tonk women, and oh, uh, American Band by Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, but, and then Steve Perry did it pretty well on Journey's Captured album on a couple things. No, okay, okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay, this is all about the Stones, and of course, we're talking about that pivotal period with Mick Taylor. Yeah, now see, we should set this up a little bit. I. Um, almost two years ago, like in January of 2020, I did a show that was um really built around the um their early uh, the Stones early uh, sure. uh era, and really what that turned out to be was like it was like the Brian Jones show, right, right, right. So this isn't quite the Mick Taylor show, mm-hmm. but it's sort of close. There's some overlap. Uh, I, these these two eras for me overlap a little bit because Brian Jones technically. Well, he was in the band uh, during the making of, of Beggar's Banquet, but he only makes his only contribution, legitimate contribution, um, on that on that album is the slide guitar he plays on No Expectations, which mm-hmm. Mick Jagger to this day says is one of the most beautiful things that Brian Jones ever played, and so they like they they were they were recording the song. Uh, and Brian Jones showed up on one of the rare days when he actually was showing up to the studio. And uh, he sat down on the floor and uh, pulled out a slide and played that, that slide on No Expectations, packed up his guitar, walked out of the studio, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, I guess if you're going to leave, go out on a high note. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to keep this positive. Okay. You know. Um, anyway, my, my point is this. There is a little bit of overlap between these these two shows and this, uh, and this era, um, but... To me, it, it's that it it really is those four albums, and then you know Mick Taylor was on two more albums after that. Right, he was on uh, uh, Goat's Head Soup, which we're going to hear. Yeah, yeah, I love up. that record. And he was on uh, It's Only Rock and Roll, and then he then he quit the band. But that's it. To me, that's the Stones at their creative peak, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was Honky Tonk Women to start, and the next song we're doing is from the aforementioned Goat Goat's Head Soup. This was an album that you know our buddy Otis. Otis mm-hmm. uh, and I played this a lot. That's great. In in college, That's great. Uh, he had a he picked up a vinyl copy of it, 
And I mean, we we played A and B over and over and over and over. And it was so. This is when we really fixated on Keith Richards. <laughs> why mean, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you on this album? Exactly. Um, I mean, that's a Goat's Head Soup is a dirty, gritty album. Oh yeah. Um, this song that we're gonna play actually, is is the sweetest one. Well, on it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Angie today, uh, Thursday, August nineteenth, is the anniversary of the release. Uh, of Angie as a single. In, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. August 19th, 1975. 75, 74. Uh, 73. 73. 73. Wow. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> uh, somewhere in there. Um, I love Angie. I think Angie's a wonderful song. I have never really liked this recording mm. i hate the way mick jagger sings the song see on this you and i are gonna totally be lockstep agreement yeah, it, it's always been a he just you know. he oversings uh he oversings the song completely yeah it's a good song he though puts, it's a good he composition puts, he puts too much drama i swear to god every time he sings the word angie he just puts way you know yeah and then he whispers angie at one point but the song is beautiful angie yeah, yeah, and of course, there's the story about what what the song is actually about. There's the the old urban legend that uh, Mick Jagger and, and David Bowie got super friendly one mm-hmm. night together, and and uh, uh, Angela Bowie, Bowie Bowie's wife Angela came home and discovered them, uh, and 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 flagrante, and uh, <laughs> wait, I thought no French. <laughs> I thought we had a no French no, rule. I, I, that was that was Spanish and Italian. Oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is what I know. That wasn't. I don't. I, I'm just going to assume it wasn't French. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, this week's show. Yeah, I honestly have no idea what this what what the song is about, but I do know that uh, Mick got the name Angie from Angela Bowie. Okay, well then, uh, from Goat's Head Soup, 1973. Here are the Rolling Stones with Angie on KYMN Radio, 95.1. The one.
1971, my personal favorite Rolling Stones album. That was uh, Dead Flowers off of Sticky Fingers. Yeah, I'll be sure to put roses on your grave. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. And you, you can send, send me Dead Flowers. Well, you send me Dead Flowers all the time. It seems I like you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the song. That it. That's really a fun song. I mean, it's kind of got that rollicking it, thing um, that the Stones do so well. It. It, it is. Um, also indicative, and we're going to talk about this relationship a little bit later in the show, but it's also, um, you know that I'm an, an enormous Graham Parsons fan. Yes, you do. Yeah, I and, do know that. And I, I, Graham Parsons and Keith Richards got to be really tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sticky Fingers is it just that that shows Graham's influence rubbing uh-huh. off on this band. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oddly enough. And the, Stone, the Stones could have been an amazing country band if they... They, uh, they if really they could. I, I mean, mean even, even Honky Tonk Women was actually written as a country song. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm a big fan of the song Far Away Eyes off of some... Yeah, some I, I am too, although that's a little bit... Uh, it is. It's yeah. a little bit of a... Of a uh, uh, it's not so much... Uh, Let's say it's not as appropriate in twenty twenty one. Yeah, no, you know? it's not. But it's it's a, it's a that song's a farce. You know? It is. Yeah. It is a farce. But I just love it. I, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so I anyhow, know. now we're talking about that, a completely that, different a, era. That's a different era that we're um, going to get into tonight. Yeah. So, Sticky Fingers, tell me something about what this album means to you. 
Because you said that it's your favorite yeah, Stones album, because, so I want to hear why. Because to me, it, it's within the peak mm-hmm. of those four albums. It's the one that might be the Stones at their very best in that um, by the time they get to Exile on Main Street, right? Like there's so much heroin and so <laughs> and so much going on. Yeah. Like that, that 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 album is beautiful and muddy and disastrous. Dirty. It's beautiful disaster. It's 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 the it's the messiest thing you've ever heard, and it's just glorious in its messiness. Sticky Fingers is not. Sticky Fingers is that band that is just you know riding this crest, uh, and, and but they're not in a fog, and so you've got. You know, you've got Brown Sugar, you've got Wild Horses, you've got, uh, we're going to play a little bit later, we're going to play uh, uh, Can't You Hear Me Knocking, which is a very interesting song, mm-hmm. we'll get, uh, yeah, but you've got, you know, Sway and, and, and Midnight, or a Moonlight Mile. I mean, it's just, what a great you know, album. Rich bitch, and, bitch, yeah. oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Um, <laughs> Rich and I were talking uh, about this over dinner, and we were talking about how the difference of music when we were kids, because for me, I was not as familiar with Let It Bleed um, or Sticky Fingers, because back when I was a kid, you actually had to own the album, Yeah, you know, uh, unlike today where you can just stream everything. And so of a lot of these albums in the period, I had Exile. Yeah. So of course, Exile on Main Street is my favorite. And so all the stuff that you talk about, about it's sloppy and it's muddy and it's a sludge. Yeah. I listen to it and I hear perfect beauty well, in the I, chaos. I I do not disagree with you, but I hear everything else. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I know that Exile is your favorite Stones album by far, and actually when we uh, when we decided to do this show, <laughs> I just figured you said you just pick all the. I Exile just figured stuff. I just figured you were going to pick six Exile songs. So I like when I picked my songs, <laughs> I, I went out of my way to not pick a song from Exile on Main Street. Well, and speaking of which, um, the next song we're going to play is the lead-off track from Exile on Main Street. And if you ever want to have a great way to kick off an album, especially a double album Mm -hmm. like Exile, this song is called Rocks Off. Um, Man, this does it in spades. Everything about this song is perfect. It's got attitude. It's got power. It's got force. It's got this swagger that is undeniable. And, of course, Mick Jagger delivers one hell of a vocal performance. But the whole band really drives behind it, too. Well, what's interesting to me about Exile on Main Street is the way, throughout the whole album, the way um, the vocals are mixed. They are they are down in oh, the yeah. mix. I mean, when I say down in the mix, generally you put lead vocals louder than everything else. Right. But in this one... I mean, they are, you can hear it, you hear, but it's it, it's it's you gotta you gotta listen a little bit more, and it's but the, I mean, the, the, it creates a sound that's really it does. It's cool. it's Exile is probably one of the most unique sounding albums you'll ever find. It was recorded essentially in the basement yep. of a mansion in the south of France right. during a incredibly hot summer. Yes, and the Rolling Stones, because of the tax rates that were imposed in Britain at the time, something like ninety ninety five percent. It was it was it was high. It was something like that. I mean, yeah. it was enormous. And the Stones, as an organization, um, they had to literally leave the United Kingdom for a period of time. So they were truly exiled. Like it was at least six months. At they, least, yeah. and it was. At the same time, the the exile that covers that part. The mainstream part of this is they were at the top 
of their peak oh. in Britain. So imagine that they could go to any spot in the entire United Kingdom, play a show to 150,000 and it would sell out, but they couldn't. Right. They could not do that. Right. So they had so what they did, they hatched this plan, we're going to go to the south of France, we're going to become tax exiles. Yep. And we're going to record this album, and then it got really hot. And, and the way actually, that it was okay, sorry, go ahead. The, the way that it was going on, they created something that it sounds so unique. They couldn't fix the mix because of the way that it was recorded. Yeah. I mean, it was so much of this album was recorded live. I think Glenn Johns was the engineer on, this, yeah, and he he's the guy, or he, maybe it was the who the hell produced this album? Ooh. Did, did Mick and Keith produce I think it? that they might have, because this was like a wake up in the morning, right. have some sausage, and then go stumble downstairs. Well, by, by wake up in the morning, well, you mean like 7.30 at night. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah have, exactly. Have some sausage, and then work all night long, and then go to sleep at like Keith, you know, Keith Richards said that when he was on heroin um, during that period, there were only two things yep. that he learned to do. One was he learned to ski, which yep. is interesting, and he made Exile on Main God, Street. stole my line. I was going to use that line later. Oh, I'm God. sorry. Ah. But, well, you know, hey, Exile's my album, dude. Yeah, so, man, yeah, I it's mean, true. It's but true. anyhow, this is the way that you kick off an album. Yeah. And you set an attitude and you set a tone. This is Rocks Off from Exile on Main Street, and it doesn't get any better than this, folks. Here from 1972, on- this is Stones. On... KYMN Radio, (laughs) 95.1. Wow. I just totally stepped in your touchdown call, didn't I? Try it again. I'm sorry. I apologize. Reintroduce the song, Danny. Hey, this is Rocks Off by the magnificent Rolling Stones off of their quintessential album, Exile on Main Street, here on 95.1 KYMN, The One.
1969, Let It Bleed. That was the opening track. That song is called Gimme Shelter. That song. <laughs> I like Charlie just if if we only talk about Charlie Watts in that song, <laughs> I could go on for half an hour. I just love yeah. the way he plays the drums. I, oh my. But the, the 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 person we have to talk about on the, on that song is Mary Clayton. Mm-hmm. Mary Clayton. Have you ever seen them? You should see the movie Twenty Feet from Stardom. You've never. No, watched. I haven't seen it yet. I Dude, haven't gotten. Really I, I know. Have, I need really it, me being a that. studio guy, session guy, yeah, lover. You really have dude, to watch that. I do. Um, Mary Clayton um, was sound asleep. Mm-hmm. She she was a Mary Clayton was a, a an in demand uh, studio backup, backup singer. singer, right? Sound asleep, pregnant, curlers in her hair. <laughs> gets a call at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, the Rolling Stones are, are recording, and they uh, they want you to come down and sing a little bit. She rolls out of bed, throws a scarf around her head, <laughs> and gets in the cab in her pajamas, <laughs> and goes down to the studio. Walks in, looks at the lyrics, and says, "Rape, murder." You got me out of bed for this, <laughs> and then delivers. One of yeah. one of the greatest vocal moments, like not just in, in on a Stones record, but in like an all recording, like just incredible. Yeah. It's and you, yeah. I, I uh, years and years and years ago, my first uh, the first time I was uh, my first serving gig, um, I was working with a woman who told me that she, without question, absolutely knew that God existed. And it was because of Mary Clayton's voice on "Give Me Shelter." Really, that was the proof well. she needed of God. Well, and here's, I mean, this was one of my picks. Gimme Shelter is my all-time favorite Rolling Stone song. Um, that song is perfect in every single way. Um, I remember years ago on, it was a tour that Keith Richards had promoting his second album. Okay. Which was, uh, oh, I can't remember. Second uh, Offense. Second Offender. No, Repeat Offender. No. Repeat Offender. Repeat was, that, was it Repeat Offender? Was that? No, Repeat Offender. No, or was that, that Richard was Richard Marks? Marks. But was it, it was Second Offense, something like that. Something like Anyhow, his second record, which wasn't as good as Talking is Cheap, but I saw him play Roy Wilkins. Yeah. And Soul Asylum, on their Grave Dancers Union, gave up an opportunity to open for Bon Jovi in order to open for Keith Richards. That's way cooler. So that, yeah, yeah so yeah. that gave Soul, Soul Asylum a lot of cred. Yeah, absolutely. But anyhow, Keith does a version solo mm-hmm. of Gimme Shelter, and it is spine-tingling as well. Yeah, and, I've, I've um, heard the recordings. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, Keith's, Keith's band, the expensive lineups. Yes. Oh, my God. Waddy and, and, and Steve Ivan Jordan. And Ivan Neville and Steve Jordan. Who, who's the bass player? Uh, in, I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Well, it does matter, but we're not going to yeah. go into it now. You had Sarah Dash on vocals. But, yeah, so Gimme Shelter, that has that darkness that underlies a lot of the stones. Yep. There's very few bands that know how to do that shade of darkness. Right. Um, the Rolling Stones were masters of it, and so were the Doors. Yeah. The Doors, in, and that's another favorite band. And I've always liked when music, especially in this era, went into some of the darker shades that you mm-hmm. hear at night. And mm-hmm. it... It's disturbing stuff. It is. It's if you're really listening to it, it sounds disturbing. It sounds it's troubled. It's, it is. It's, it's supposed, supposed to be a scary song. And the times that they were created were scary and troubling, well, just I, like the times now too. You even so. le- listen to the way they've uh, recorded. They recorded Jagger's vocals, and he, he's got. There's a lot of reverb and mm-hmm. a lot of echo in the uh, 
um, in in the in the verses. I mean, that's supposed to be foreboding, and it's supposed it to be sh- powerful. It should scare the living hell out of you, yeah, and it yeah. does. And listen to that in a dark room at three o'clock in the morning by yourself on a pair of headphones. I've done it. Or sit, it it will mess you up. <laughs> sit in the studio. Play that song as loud as you possibly can and watch the moon rise over uh, over the library. There you go, and sing it while wearing curlers and a scarf around your head too. And and the the the, um, it's a scary song, and the 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 sort of um, sad little uh, um, aside caveat caveat to to or not not even uh, the uh, the what's what's the when there's a little thing after the end coda with a little sad little coda. Mary Clinton had a miscarriage the next day. Oh, yeah. Really, she yeah. did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, so you, you know, you talk about the stones. You talk about some some some. Dark There's stuff, darkness. You know? Yeah. There's okay. darkness involved. <laughs> I mean, there, right. it, study the history. Right. There's a lot of darkness involved. So now we jump uh, back to sticky fingers for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, this is um, and 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 it's only about six bars or so. Maybe maybe a little bit longer. Um, this is Mick Taylor in my mind. This is Mick Taylor's finest moment as a Rolling Stone. Mm. And if it wasn't for the fact that they couldn't figure out how to end this song, <laughs> um, this would be a th- the song in my mind would be a throwaway. This song is sure. would they, it would not be very good. But there's this they could they can't figure out how to end it, so they just sort of jam on it for a while. They're just, they were recording it in the studio, and they were like, okay, well, well let's play this thing. And then we'll just kind of jam on it and see what happens, and maybe we'll find a way to end it in the jam. And it was so good, they just kept the jam, and it, it went from a three-minute song to a seven-minute song. Um, but you, it, uh, And a lot of music is created like that in the studios. I mean, a lot. Right, and, and that jam is amazing. It's, it's basically Bobby Keys and Mick Taylor. Yeah. Bobby Keys, who was the uh, the unofficial like ninth Rolling Stone, yeah. uh, who was the sax player and, yeah. and, and arranged all the horns. Uh, yeah. f- for the be- for the and band. he died. It was just a couple of years ago. Not wasn't that it? long ago. It was not that long no, ago. Just, I remember going. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah he and was I a mainstay in that organization. He, he and he he maybe it's him and Keith have had the same birthday too. Like born on the same day. Oh really? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so from uh, 1971, Sticky Fingers. This is Mick Taylor and the Rolling Stones with "Can't You Hear Me Knocking" a 95.1 KYMN. The
from 1968. That was the opening track of uh, Beggar's Banquet. That name of that song was Sympathy for the Devil, Danny. Really? Yeah. You know, I think that song, what was it? There was all the rumors when I was a kid, you know, hey, that was the recording of a satanic voodoo ritual that was being done, and the song was cursed, and all this kind of stuff. There's backwards messaging all nah, over. It's just a bunch of guys in the corner going, Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty is, much yeah. it. And that is a classic song. That yeah. is really, I mean. I love that song. That's a great song. That's a groove, it is too. absolutely one And of it's just pumping with all of the all rhythmic. Time, one of my all-time favorite songs reminds yeah. me of uh, some of my favorite people. Uh, some of my favorite people most recently. And uh, actually, it reminds me of my freshman year roommate, Mr. Christopher James ah. Bag from woo, college. Woo, yeah. woo. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, you and I are actually agreeing on a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's, well, the, we both love the Stones. Uh, and I mean, I mean it, it, yeah, I mean. It, this is the meat and potatoes I, stuff for us. You and I can look at the exact same thing, <laughs> agree that it's great, but agree that it's great for completely different exactly. reasons. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I like about this is, of course, I know that you like the history and all this stuff. I just, that pump and rhythmic percussion that they've got going and you just see yeah. I, have you ever, i think i've seen some video of them recording yeah this, there, there's a, and all the stuff a, with the maracas and stuff there's a just, uh a documentary about the making of beggar that's Banker right called sympathy i think it's called sympathy i think it's called devil. sympathy for the yeah. devil yeah yeah. It was, yeah i remember seeing that yeah. on videotape years and years yep. ago yep so okay what time is it danny it is time for haiku corner which means we're gonna hear like at Two to maybe, if we're really lucky, three different haikus. Five. Five. Rich, um, I know that they call you haiku rich. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's what they call that's you. That's what they call me. That's what they call you. They see me coming down the street. They hey, say, hey, here comes haiku rich. Right. Now, it's haiku corner, not haiku pentagon. You have five. Actually, Corner you know, is like you know, two you know, or three. Yeah, you, you know, know it's you know, like a you know, It's the stones. It's the haiku pentagram. Oh, wow, that was <laughs> right after sympathy. <laughs> um, so is this show, are, are we conjuring up a voodoo ritual, satanic ritual right here? We'll, we'll I mean, see, we'll hey, see. somebody's got to let me know these things. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not prepared for this. Okay. You ready? Yes, go. Five. Five. And it, some, something of a narrative. Somewhat. Okay. So Somewhat. Here's, here's number one. Somewhat. The leader is gone. I guess we're on our own now. You know what? Watch this. Okay. Hmm. That's nice setup. Okay. Numero two. That guy's in the stones? No. He's just way too pretty. But damn, he can play. <laughs> Mick Taylor was. Mick Jagger has talked about it. He loved the fact that Mick, Jagger, Mick Taylor was so good looking. Yeah. Mick yeah. Taylor. I mean, dude. Yeah. He was. Yeah. I'll give him that. Number three. Play something dirty. Play it in the key of G. Exile on Main Street. Oh, now you got me. That was, that was good. Okay, number four. Low vocals. Rough sound. What does heroin sound like? South of France nightmare. Ooh, another exile thing. Okay, now and rounding out the uh, uh, haiku pentagram... <laughs> I like to think of this one as a conversation between Mick and Keith. Okay, so here we go, number five. Watch out. You and Bowie, huh? Oh, and Angela caught you? Better write a song. 
okay, you know. Yeah, and here's here's the thing, people. Rich did not have any haikus prior to <laughs> what fifteen minutes ago, twenty Probably minutes ago, something like that. Because yeah. I just sat here and I like did a bunch of doofy stuff around the studio <laughs> while I was pacing and waiting, and then you come out and bang out five of these things. It's you know. It's we, a gift. It, it's something. You, have, <laughs> you, you tap into it, and it just comes to you. you know? So Okay, yes. All right, we want to thank uh, our sponsor, Imminent Brewing. Laura Most Myers, definitely. Derek Myers, thank you both so much. Thank you for Imminent Brewing for making the weekly list a possible thing. Um, and we, we really do promise that we are not drinking during the recording of tonight's show. It is this sloppy and this messy because we're doing the exile. Honest to God, I thought that was a, I swear to God, I wasn't really paying attention. What? I looked at the can. I thought that was a, um, a Montgomery Brewing peanut butter porter that you were drinking. I have no idea what that is. I am drinking a Dr. Pepper cream soda zero sugar tonight. I keep it clean here. Yeah, I know you, you do. Know, I, you know. I know you do. It's, it's tough. I try to do ramshackle sober. <laughs> so, you know, that's how, if, if I were drinking beer, then ramshackle just becomes, wow. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's, it's true. true. Yeah. You know, so, anyway, okay. Thank you, uh, Imminent Brewing. Um, we always start off by, uh, by talking about the, uh, the, the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing has changed right now at Imminent, um, except that, you know, if you're not vaccinated, please... For everyone's sake, including your own, stay home. <laughs> well, yeah. wear a mask. I I am fully vaccinated. I am wearing a mask when I mm-hmm. when I'm behind the bar, not because I'm afraid I'm going to get COVID nineteen, but because I'm afraid I'm going to give COVID nineteen to somebody who is not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a couple of friends this week test positive for COVID nineteen. Okay, um, who were not? Va- oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. If you are vaccinated, you can still come down with it. And oh, yeah. I'm a type one diabetic yeah. and I don't I won't die of covid, but right. I don't want any of the ancillary side effects that show up that could show up in five or ten years from now. I'm I got a I got this whole second act kind of worked out and I really want to be around for like at minimum of 32 years. I got, you know, 40 I'd love to get. So for the record. Yeah, I cannot wait for that second act. I know. Yeah. I, well, I'm still vibing on it. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm living my I life, man. I know, man. So, um, anyway, imminent is uh, there are no there are no rules uh, except that if you come to imminent brewing, you have to like have a seat. Mm-hmm. You can't like wander around with your beer. You have to sit and drink your beer somewhere. And if there's nowhere to sit, then you can't come over. But your dogs can wander around. But the dogs, well, dogs can't wander around. They have to be on a leash. Well, okay. But I mean, wander around within the the leash. Dogs can be inside. See, I think that's cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, So, you you know, they they take this stuff really seriously. And and, um, you should too. I have have great respect for the way Laura and Derek have handled uh, their business all the way through the uh, through through the pandemic. And you know now that we're in the little pandemic coda right now, I mean they're they're see now if now that I've remembered the word, I've got to use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you will. Uh, uh, they're, they're just be safe, be responsible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you ready for this? Okay, Dragon Squirrel, mm-hmm. Wolf Creek, Question Mark Hill Wheat, Go for the Gosa, which is a German sour. Sure, uh, and it's going to run out soon because of course the Olympics are over. Uh-huh. Uh, Gateway Cream Ale. Pineapple Mountain Wheat, 
That's actually really good. It's really good. That's it's really good. Honey basil ale. Okay. Right, which we brought back last week, and now this week, Lil R and R, raspberry rhubarb. Raspberry it's, rhubarb. It was the very first specialty beer that we ever created, and it was wildly popular immediately. Like we sold huh. out of it almost immediately, and we we don't get it very often because you have to have both fresh raspberries and rhubarb. And, and rhubarb. And for raspberries have, raspberries have only got, come into season right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've got to try that. Yeah, you I mean, do. I I'm not a big rhubarb guy, and I did grow raspberries as a gig when I was a kid and oh, stuff like that. Cool. But you know, hey, that sounds like an intriguing it's a, taste. It's a really I'd like to try beer. that. That's a really good. I beer. I'm all in. Really I'm beer. all in. And next next week, man, the Oktoberfest is coming. They're going to have oh, the wow. three best specialty beers on tap at the same time. It's going to be crazy. Get to imminent. Get yeah, to it. Exactly. give us what. What are the hours and what are the days? Because you're going to probably want to be there every day, right? We are open. We imminent brewing is open four to nine on Thursdays, four to nine on Fridays, two to nine on Saturdays when I work there, mm-hmm. and two to seven on Sundays. Four days of fun and froth. As always, all the information you need can be found on their website at imminentbrewing.com. Very nice. Right. Very nice. Fun, froth, and foam. We were talking about uh, Goat's Head Soup earlier, mm-hmm. and I uh, I said I thought it was kind of a gritty album. It is gritty. This is the gritty song yes. on a gritty album. Yes, and yeah. this is one of my picks. Uh, the song is called Do, 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 parentheses, Heartbreaker. To yeah. me, it's just Heartbreaker. You ever see, there, there's a show, it was a show on HBO called The Deuce. Mm-mm. Okay. It's, I didn't get HBO. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a Tony uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I'm. I'm. You know. You're. You're from Edina. That's true. That's, <laughs> dude, I'm, you live in Eden Prairie. Well, Just stand did, down, young man. I didn't. I live on the poor side of Eden Prairie. <laughs> I, I lived did. on the. I lived on the poor side of Edina. <laughs> I, I was not one of those people. I. However, yeah, yeah. however, I do get a piece of cake messenger to me every day, as is my birthright. That is true. Yes, yeah, you yes, do. I don't. Yeah, I yeah don't, you so. don't. No. Anyway. Um, the Deuce was a, a really good, um, well, not great, but a really good uh, TV show about New York. Uh, the first season um, was was set in like 1973, right around Times Square when New York oh, was it's just that's a dirtiest, most disgusting. Oh, it's not the Disney-fied version that's out there right <sighs> I now. I mean, it was it when it was when it was hookers and blow. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I. I I've actually been to Times Square right before they cleaned it up yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah. it was fun. That's what this this song sounds. That's like what this song is really. This, this is very much a New York song, and this is very much a uh, 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 it captures the moment in time. Yeah, this song does. And this was a song I just remember. I love how this song. The, not just. This has got a sound to it. It's got mm-hmm. that groove, and it's it's. It's got that Sinclair to open. Yeah, up I mean, and, it's just, yeah. and it's it's a depressing song. This is not a happy song no, at all. Well, it's called Heartbreaker, right? I mean, do, and do the math. Mick Jagger's voice on this mm-hmm. is about as direct and as forceful as he's ever sung. And I, I, I want to say this too because I I, th- I feel like I've ripped on Jagger an awful yeah. lot tonight. His like his vocal performance on Heartbreaker, which is on the same album as Angie, yeah, is letter perfect. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. He's so direct. He's so insistent. He's so forceful in his pronunciation and his sense of phrasing. 
And then you've got Taylor and Richards, their guitars in the background. And then, you know, Charlie, the, Charlie, Charlie fuels the whole yeah. thing. And, you know, Bill Wyman also. I mean, this is, in in my mind, Goat's Head Soup, I like the dirty kind of messy stuff yep. in rock and roll. Yep. And the whole album is like that. And this really is the epitome of this right. record, the entire record. For and me. It, it's got, a, I don't know if you, you'll follow me on this or not, but the, the production, the way mm -hmm. it's produced, it feels like um, some of those uh, Philly soul like black exploitation yeah, songs it from, does. From, from that era a little get a little bobby womack too, i hadn't you know really I mean? thought about it but no you're right i mean there's a soul to this yeah there is anyway it's grit and soul from 1973 goat's head soup this is doo 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 heartbreaker on 95.1 K-Y-M-N.
Exile on Main Street. That was the Rolling Stones with the drunken sing-along that is Sweet Virginia. I mean, of course it's on you, I don't need to tell you that it's on Exile on Main Street. The whole, I mean, all you yeah, have to hear it. just listen to there's it. There's no it's, other album that could There's no way. I mean, it's, it's the mixture of sloppiness, yeah. and it's like on the verge of falling apart, yeah. but it doesn't. It feels like that entire album, sometimes it feels like that, that entire album was recorded at 4.22 in the morning. I know it, doesn't right. it? I mean, I mean yeah. that's, that's just a cacophony of... Beautiful disasters, the entire record. So you can understand why that album is like gold to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now we get to speaking of 422 in the morning. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, man. That's, hey, this is, how's it going? This is Wolfman in, in, Jack. In a, in a, for, on an album that feels like it was recorded in the wee small hours. And did right? you actually say 420? 420. <laughs> I said 422. But oh, yeah, 422. Just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. making a joke yeah, there. Yeah, actually, that's that was good. also part of this, yeah. I'm sure. Um, this might be the sleepiest song on the whole album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's oh, yours. You, you, yeah, you, Let It Loose. Let It Loose. Just, I mean, it just got that groove. It's just that whole thing. So it's from kind of, Exile on Main Street, this is still the Rolling Stones with Let It Loose. Yeah. A 95.1 KYMN.
see, I'm the kind of guy. Mm-hmm. If you you really love me, right? Yeah. The words "wild horses could not drag me away" are like the nicest thing you could possibly say. Oh, I know. That's my, that's 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 what that's what that's what that means to me. Yeah, I love that song. So, uh, here's the story behind "Wild mm-hmm. Horses." This was one of yours, but yeah, so it is. You, you, your... you tell the story though, because it's your guy. Legend has it that uh, that song was written by Keith Richards and Graham Parsons, although mm-hmm. <laughs> it's credited to uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. Um, Keith and, and Graham were hanging out together quite a bit. Uh, Graham was definitely influencing uh, Keith's songwriting. Um, it's just not a song that that uh, doesn't sound anything like what what Jagger would have written, and actually has a lot. There's a lot of Graham feel in that song. Oh. Um, the reason people think that that Graham wrote well, first of all, because he was just hanging out with Keith, right? But. Um, the Flying Burrito Brothers actually recorded that song and released it before the Stones did. Yeah. And, and uh, there's just no way that Mick Jagger would allow anyone to write, <laughs> to record uh, and release one of his songs before he did. Right. And, you know, the lyrical sensibilities, I don't hear Mick Jagger that, I mean, Mick is a good lyricist, but I don't, I don't know that I yeah. hear that sense of, you know, that and, sense of and it just, him in this. I mean, I, it, I frankly... You know, as a guy who has listened to a lot of Graham Parsons, mm-hmm. like it, it, it even if you really dig into it, it actually kind of sounds like Mick is trying to sound like Graham on, on that on the vocals uh, on the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the kind of the growl. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I, I love that song, and that's that's just one of those. It it is it's it's a heavy romantic sound, yeah. you know, and the 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 melodic components of it yeah. that's what really hits me i mean of course there's always the lyrics and yeah wild horses wouldn't tear me you know but for me it's the sound of this as well and it works so well with the lyrics it's a perfect balance of music and lyric yeah it's just amazing so we will ride them someday yeah yeah, yeah. well folks that's going to just about do it for this here edition oh, of the weekly. yeah i know i've been just fun, been man. loving this show yeah this has been a joy a great time with us next week's going to be kind of interesting though too yeah oh so psyched yeah. for now. I, I, we're biting off a great big something. Gee, next week. This is going to be. A, this is going to. I don't know that we're going to. Well, I, we'll see. If, we'll if, see where if, we go. If we were smart, like, which we're not. <laughs> like I have, I you know, we, we've 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 parceled out the Stones. We're going to parcel out the Beatles in different shows too. Um, we've done already done an early Beatles, so we'll do a different era of the Beatles later. Yeah. If we were smart, we'd be doing the same thing with this next topic. Yeah, you know, maybe um, just like album by album with it, with this, or one. just year by year. Yeah, maybe that, only, that would actually be a better way you know, to do. You're it. Only talking. We're teasing too much. Okay. Yeah, we are. If you like the show, you can find us on our. Uh, you can stream us off of our homepage, uh, kymnradio.net, where we have all of the, uh, uh, all the old shows archived. Uh, you can podcast us by looking for the KYMN Radio podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including. Including, including, pardon, oh, Stitcher. <laughs> Thanks for participating. And, or you can find us on Facebook. Well, I don't even, what are you doing? I was just planning a little sneak of yes, of next week's. I failed miserably. Don't, um, just, never mind. Just, just, okay. just, just, you know, this is a delightful shambles. 
Much like you, th- this has now become the exile on Main Street of, <laughs> this of, is of, 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 of the, the weekly list. It's uh, hot in the studio tonight. And I will say that it's really hot. Yeah, it is. It was like 98 degrees today, too. It was, it was, yeah. it was, it was hot today. And uh, uh, Or you can find us on Facebook mm-hmm. under the weekly list where I post each new song every Friday. Each, or new, each new show, show every Friday. See, it's not just me. Yeah, no, it's not just you. Um, and while you're on Facebook, go like uh, KYMN, the KYMN 95.1, the one KYMN Facebook page, and go like Imminent Brewing in their Facebook page. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a good weekend at Imminent. Oh, it's going to be it's a gonna fun It's going to be a great weekend. weekend. Yeah, it is. It's R&R and Honey Basil. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's, 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 and, and, anyway. Yeah, who, who are the food trucks again this? It's, uh, it's um, tomorrow is El Jefe, which okay. is uh, just a classic. Oh, wait, is El? No, sorry. Sorry, El Jefe is actually tonight. Sorry to tease you folks. Uh, Saturday and, or sorry, Friday and Sunday, it's the Sizzlin' Wagon. Ah, uh, okay. Which is known okay. for their sandwiches and their burgers and stuff. No uh, no food truck yet on, on on Saturday, but stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. come Friday night, find out. Maybe you find out then, and yeah. you got your Saturday plans. Yeah. Or, you know, just order, sit down and order a pizza. Because something I didn't mention about Honey Basil Ale, mm-hmm. the finest pizza beer in history really it pairs with pizza as well as anything you've ever had to drink ever well that's fantastic yes okay yes all right so danny yeah let the good lord shine a light on you yeah this is this seems like an appropriate way to kind of finish things up make every song your favorite tune yep let the good lord shine a light on you whoa like the evening sun (laughs) Wow, yeah. This, again, also is one of my picks from Exile. Yes. Um, that First of all, you and I were talking about this before. There's a really good movie by Martin Scorsese called Shine a Light that's basically filming the Rolling Stones live in concert at the Apollo. It's not even... Ba- Actually, it was at the Beacon. Or was Beacon it the, the Beacon? Beacon Theater in, in, in New York. In, okay. Uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, Scorsese filmed a uh, concert that... Uh, uh, the Clintons, and I think they filmed it while the Clintons, were, while Bill was still president. Really, the Clintons were in. Uh, oh yeah, in that's right. You see them jamming, and there's some great guest vocalists on this. Uh, you got Buddy Guy in there. Buddy Guy is the best moment in that. That it was entire just blows film. me out of the water. He's, Buddy was champagne great. and reefer, so yeah. good. Christina and Aguilera, she was great. That we were talking about this earlier. I don't think I was talking to you though. I was talking with maybe when Laura Myers was in here. Christina Aguilera sings, I don't remember what song she does with the Stones, but I came out of that movie going, I want Christina Aguilera to make a blues album. Wouldn't that be great? Oh my God, it'd be amazing. I mean, she did that one kind of 1940s thing, which was actually really, that was a really good record. Live With Me? I think it might have been. Yeah, anyway. But, um, yeah, so anyhow. Jack White. The entire movie was great. You and I saw that at the IMAX um, when it came out back in the day, and but so anyhow, Shine a Light seems to be a perfect way to end this show. It's, it's, I th- it's the song that closes out the album. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've got the start of the album <laughs> with rocks on, and it goes all the way through this adventure over two albums of Exile Main Street, and ends with Shine a Light and two discs, yeah, two discs, yeah, yeah, two discs, yeah. Um, four sides, four, four sides, four vinyl sides here, of <laughs> Sonic. Sludge, but beautiful disaster music. It was wonderful. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, from uh, Exile on Main Street, this is the Rolling Stones uh, with Shine a Light. Yeah. So, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
talk to you guys again next week. Peace. So you stretched out in room 1009 with a smile on your face and a tear in your eye. Oh, come see the Carolina.
This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 